Welcome to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, real conversations about technology and teaching from Georgia's Cherokee County School District. Now on with the show. everybody, it is another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk and today I have not one but two lovely guests, both of whom are tech gurus and are who are part of the district's Minecraft pilot program. Now I just want to go ahead and give a disclaimer at the beginning, all the exciting things we share about Minecraft, you can do with a trial subscription to Minecraft Education Edition, but they're not going to be available for general use, uh, general use if I could talk, uh, if and uh, until we figure out some results from this pilot so just stay tuned on that but I thought you would get excited hearing from my two guests today so I want Lisa Loheed and Mary Willis to go ahead and tell us about themselves and their teaching backgrounds go ahead ladies so I'm Mary Willis and I am the STEM enrichment specialist at Carmel Elementary School and I have actually been in Cherokee County since 2004 um, and have taught um, third, fourth, and fifth grade in addition to my position, my current position as the STEM enrichment specialist where I teach every kid in the school um, science, technology, engineering, and math. Busy girl. <laughs> and Lisa? Hi, I'm Lisa Loheed, and I am currently, well, this is my sixth year um, teaching the gifted elementary resource classes for first through fifth grade at Holly Springs Elementary. Before that, I uh, taught fourth grade, variety of subjects, math, social studies, and science, and have been in Cherokee County since 2000. And here at Holly Springs Elementary, we are a STEM academy, so my focus is on those areas of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics where Minecraft makes its fit very nicely. Absolutely, and um, both of these have been my roommates at different conventions, and so I can vouch for them on a personal level, too. Great ladies. <laughs> so I would like to just go ahead, somebody, and uh, Mary, you go ahead and take this question, then we'll turn it over to Lisa, but Mary, go ahead and tell us, if somebody's not familiar with Minecraft, they might have seen the, the logo or things like that, but what is Minecraft, just the general definition? Minecraft started as a digital game platform, um, and it's been around for several years, um, and a lot of adults that are now adults played it as children when it first kind of started out. And it started out as essentially a block-building world where everything, sort of like Legos, was in block form. So there aren't curved pieces and that kind of stuff, but it started as a survival-type challenge where you had to forage for and um, find and create your resources so that you could survive or thrive in this virtual survival world. Um, it had it has kind of taken a different turn depending on the type of player on the game platform because there are creative modes where it is a building type platform, there's survival modes, there's even an adventure mode where you can set out and play through stories and books and that type of thing. Um, but Minecraft has had such a global appeal that there was a lot of talk even right after it came out about its possible applications in the classroom. 
And that started with a couple of different iterations of Minecraft that were made by private companies and individuals where they kind of hacked the game, so to speak, to make an educational platform. But none of those were actually supported by um, Mojang and Microsoft until this most recent edition, which is the Minecraft Education Edition, which actually takes the concepts from Minecraft and it builds upon that with an um, educational platform that actually includes lesson plans and lesson concepts and even updates like the new chemistry update that are exclusively for Minecraft Education Edition. And like, for example, the chemistry update actually allows students to create and work with elements and compounds and mixtures in a safe setting, and they can combine those and do like real chemistry experiments. So it is the Minecraft game shifted with an educational vent, essentially. Very cool. And for people like me, um, Lisa, kind of tell us, were you a Minecrafter before you started this pilot program? Okay, um, absolutely not. <laughs> so my own two children and my husband love to make fun of me because, you know, they would all play together. They'd sit at home on their iPads, link together in this world, and I would try to join in. But I just could not really get an understanding of what it was they were doing. Right. And so it really took bringing it to the classroom. And my students were the experts. They were showing me. I was watching them. And then really joining their world or creating the world and having them join in with me really made all the difference. Making it educational kind of turned it around for me. Yeah, it gives you a purpose, and I love when you said the students are the experts. I currently am mentoring a fifth-grade girl at Holly Springs and also one at Indian Knoll, and they both love Minecraft. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to have to get you girls together for lessons because I have um, drowned. I have gotten stuck in a cave with no light and no way to see the stairs, so I didn't even know what I could be hopping on to get out. <laughs> So um, I love, Lisa, that you said you brought it into the classroom. That's what gave you purpose. So I'm going to let you start on this one. So share what cool projects your students have done that have taught you more about it and have made those educational connections. Sure. Um, my pilot is with my third, fourth, and fifth graders. So uh, probably about 40 students. And my focus has been with science and social studies standards, with the county going to 120 minutes for language arts, um, working towards just as many minutes in math, it doesn't leave a lot of time for science and social studies teaching. Um, so we have done things, like one of my favorite projects that my third graders did was their Native American regions. So I'm sure you've seen students bring in, if you've been in an elementary school, Typically in the fall, you've seen them bring in their shoebox where they have created, you know, a teepee or an igloo to show that particular Native American region. Well, so my students did that, but their 3D model was in Minecraft. It was not a diorama in a shoebox. I'm sure the bus drivers were happy about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and you don't have to have a place to store it. Right. And so they're also using these awesome features within Minecraft, which are the camera and the portfolio. And so with the camera and portfolio, they take a picture of their model inside Minecraft, and then they can export those pictures. So with the portfolio, they're able to caption their pictures. They can't really write a whole lot, but they can caption it, 
And then there's pages in that portfolio that they can then export. And then being that my students all use a OneNote notebook, they export those portfolios, the pictures and the captions directly to their OneNote notebook. So then I can see it. I can see what they've done. If it's a world they created, I don't have to try to get access or have them pull it up for me to come around and necessarily look at it to see what they've done. Absolutely. Um, I love the I love the workflow tips on that, too. I think that'll be good for teachers who might want to get involved in this in the future. Well, and, you know, that's a way for them to obviously evidence their learning. You can also, you know, print out those pictures. It's something you can display. But again, it's not taking up all the space of a traditional diorama. Um, you know, and so they built those homes, but then they were also able to, you know, show the the landforms, the region, if they were, um, like they grew crops, they were farmers, they could show those different crops within that area. So there was a lot that they could show within that Minecraft world that they did. So that's one of the things my third graders have done, um, my fourth graders. Um, probably my favorite project they've done has been on force motion and simple machines. So during the time of the Winter Olympics, they chose to like create an Olympic theme world. And most of them worked with either a partner or it was like a small group of three to four students. And they created like different Olympic events. And they were able to show the um, force of friction and gravity. They used mine carts to show those different simple machines and things throughout that world. And then they also posted signs in their world to label those different things. Awesome. That was one of the things that they were doing and showing their parents, as well as some of our guests at our um, STEM Expo a few weeks ago. And then fifth grade, again, the focus has just kind of been on social studies. There are our social studies testees here in a few weeks, and so they've done some different models of things from World War One. They're just getting into um, World War Two. So it's for me, it's been about the the creative aspect and how they can go in and kind of demonstrate. It's that show what you know. Absolutely, and Mary, I know you have some exciting things going on with your kiddos too. So tell us about what you're doing, what different twist you've taken. Um, my um, concepts, I did the pilot with my fourth grade class, um, partially because that is my smallest grade level in terms of rote students. We are a very large school here at Carmel, and with fourth grade, I could scrounge up enough computers that every student could have their own device during the time for the pilot, which was kind of a big deal um, to be able to do that. Um, and so I took, sorry about that, my alarm, this was telling me it's time to clean up for computer club just went off, but we don't have computer club today, um, because state tech fair was Saturday. Lisa's um, got her Lego league. I should have said that at the beginning. So I think it's good. We're hearing you in your real environment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so like I said, with fourth grade, um, my focus was on their science standards. So I was tying in Minecraft with science. So the first project that they did um, was that they had to build and document the water cycle in 3D, uh, or a 3D model of the water cycle. And then once they built that, they worked in a team of five or three to five, depending on the class. But in their team, they had to label each step of the water cycle and show how the water would flow through it. Then they had to export that model using the 3D export tool in Minecraft. And then we were able to use the mixed reality features in um, 
um, a paint 3D for them to actually hold their water cycle model and talk about it. Um, some students actually also chose to do a recording and walkthrough of their model so that you could see it because, you know, they like to watch Minecrafters, so they felt like they were making their own little YouTube star channel from that. Um, I have to I, pause a minute, Mary, because that you just blew my mind with the concept of using paint 3D to mash up with Minecraft. I think that's fabulous. Oh, yeah, it, it and it's super, super easy. I mean, and that's what has been lovely about Minecraft Education Edition, because I did use some of those previous iterations of Minecraft and looking at how to do it, because I saw a lot of potential for Minecraft, um, but I needed to see it in the classroom, because I was very hesitant to find the educational value of it, because I get that it's a game, I get that it's fun, and I get that it's, it's totally engaging for kids, um, but I needed to see it in an academic setting, and the Education Edition has allowed that to be so much more seamless. Um, and work in a lot of different ways. Another activity I had my students do was to sort materials by their properties, like if they were translucent, transparent, or opaque, um, primarily. And then they used the book and quill um, so that they could actually write a lengthy, a more lengthy response than they can in the portfolio, so they could actually document um, why they sorted materials in certain ways and talked about how light passed through them in Minecraft and how that might be different in the actual world. So they worked through that idea um, of the differences and then they documented that in their book and quill and they exported those and uploaded them to Canvas. Um, they are currently working on and finishing up, tomorrow's our last day, using um, the concepts of fourth, for, force, and, force and motion, again, for fourth grade, to build a roller coaster um, that has to um, show balanced forces and how those forces um, interact with each other to make the minecart um, roller coaster function. And then they're using the video recording tools, formerly the uh, Office Mix recording tools from PowerPoint, yeah. but using <laughs> the video recording tools in PowerPoint to create a video of their roller coaster ride and then exporting that video and uploading it into Canvas to share with the class, um, to share their roller coaster because there have been some update issues this last cycle of the chemistry update and they can't always join each other's worlds to ride each other's roller coasters, so they are presenting them via a video fashion, which has been actually a really good um, way for them to kind of mash up some technology and look at how it can interact together. Um, and they've gotten really excited about that. and taking that video into PowerPoint and using it from that um, that way. Um, I'm working on a survival challenge where they will actually have to survive for a certain amount of time and then use that to create a food web and food chain in Minecraft because the flow of energy through um, an ecosystem is another standard that they do in fourth grade science. And um, yeah, so that's kind of some of the stuff we have done. Um, that, Like I said, the mashup of using Minecraft with some of the other tools we have has been really a neat thing to see that I didn't expect to come out of all of that. Yeah, and I love that, um, and students are good at this too. I know Lisa can, can attest to this as well, that Students not only can teach you what you need to know a lot of times, but also they're willing to try things. So you're teaching them, you know, by by you mashing up these different technologies, you're teaching them, okay, let's look for a solution. I need to do such and such function. I think a lot of times teachers feel paralyzed because they don't know what tool to use, but really it's not about the tool, it's about what do I need it to do for my class 
and then let me find the tool. So, you know, I love, I would love for teachers to feel more comfortable reaching out to their ITS or reaching out to some, some ladies like you in their building who are technology leads and, you know, just saying, hey, I need something that can record. What ideas do you have? Because we all have, you know, solutions that we can pull out of our pocket. And that's really cool seeing all those pieces come together. So, Lisa, I want to turn it back over to you for a minute. And I want you to tell us about this new honor that you and Mary have both earned of being global Minecraft mentors. Did I say that right? Uh, yes, you did. Um, whew, and right now it's really been about diving in and figuring out what all of that means. Um, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world. We have a, and it's, it's about working together, honestly, as a team, a worldwide team. And, you know, Mary can definitely correct me if I get any of this wrong, but we have a teams, um, group notebook that, is jam-packed. There are people on there, honestly, I feel like every second of the day, putting in new information or saying, you know, hey, I have this idea about a lesson. Who wants to collaborate on this? And so that's kind of where I see it going, is that it's this global collaboration. Um, we've got upcoming opportunities to get together as groups and do some of that together lesson planning, looking at, especially, you know, as Mary has said, with the new chemistry update um, just coming out, there's been so much more that you can do with this education format. And so if, if people, if we are able to expand the pilot, I'm glad that we have people in the district who have taken on this leadership role. I know it must be intimidating, especially for you. I know, Lisa, you're like me, and you're, you're just learning this for the first time, kind of getting your feet wet. But how cool that you've already been recognized for your work. I think that's awesome. And what would both of you ladies say, you know, you're hearing teachers. I know, Mary, you expressed this hesitation, too. They're like, okay, I'm trying to get them off games at home, and then here we are doing games in the classroom. Or I don't know Minecraft, so I don't feel like I can have it in my classroom when that opportunity becomes available. But what would you say to teachers who are nervous about using Minecraft in the classroom? I would say that Minecraft is a tool. It is another tool that kids have in their toolbox to show their knowledge, to share what they know, and to explain how they see things and what and and because it's another tool it's a tool just like powerpoint or word or photos or whatever they're using um, iMovie it's it's another tool for them to share their knowledge um it definitely has a intensive motivating factor <laughs> that i have found to be very powerful when working with some of our more challenging students i've had fourth grade teachers come to me and say hey is it okay if um johnny who is having a really hard time in class if he uses minecraft to share some of his math stuff is that okay and so we work out of time and we work through that so it has given them an opportunity to motivate and excite kids about their learning academically that has been kind of an interesting byproduct. Um, I've also used the pilot with our self-contained EBD students, and it's been a good way for them to start looking at empathy because for a lot of those kids, they, can, they separate the um, relations with others in the real world, and but they can relate to it in a game-based setting. So they're understanding, you know, how does it make you feel when that happens and able to work through the empathy side of that. Um, 
what I found worked really well for me because I was nervous doing a pilot on the scale that I was doing with almost 200 students in fourth grade. Um, I put together a group of students that worked with me during um, their lunch and their recess, and they became my uh, my Carmel Minecraft mentors. And they there were um, five from each class that I had that came to me for my specials rotation, and they became essentially the teacher's assistants or the teachers in most um, instances because they knew way more about Minecraft than I ever thought about knowing. And they were able to help troubleshoot, help kids get logged in, and help get through those things that could have been really time-consuming and just turned me off of the pilot immediately because it was a lot of work to get started. Um, but having those kids kind of be that SWAT team worked it out and made it so much smoother. And I think when you have an idea for a, like a standard that it fits with, it just all comes together. Good advice. Um, Lisa? Yeah, I have to agree with everything that Mary said. I mean, it's all about that engagement. It's about taking something that I would say nine out of ten of my students, if you, you know, took a poll, you know, they're familiar with it. They play it at home. So you bring it into the classroom and you turn it into, you know, well, show me how this works. Show me how you can, you know, take and make this into Minecraft and they love it and and again for me I didn't have the group of mentors my students were have been teaching me all along so that's been kind of their cool factor too because it's been you know showing Miss Loki how to enter commands and how to do those different things that I'm like what what are you talking about so you know that that engagement factor has been the huge, huge thing. You're taking something that the students love and allowing them to use it in the classroom. So it's a tool. My students don't use it for everything, even though they think that they should be able to. We still do math and reading and everything else in our day. And if a day goes by that we don't log into Minecraft, I hear it from them. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it is, you know, it is. It's something that they want to use. And so, you know, my plans continue with, you know, tell me how you want to use it. You know, let's take this next content of social studies and you tell me what what do you see coming together? How could you put this into Minecraft? Things like that. Um, I've also taken like math data. So my students use a math program in my classroom called Prodigy. It gives me real data on areas that they're weak in. My fourth graders, for some reason, do not understand perimeter and area, even mm -hmm. though it was a third grade math skill. Well, perimeter and area are ideal for Minecraft yeah. because they can go in and they can build the perimeter with their fence or they can, you know, calculate the area of a garden. There's so many possibilities of things that they can do and connect it. So it's, again, using that PLC data, the real-time stuff that you need, and then you can go back in and reinforce it. So it's not even just the show what you know. Well, I'm definitely going to – I want people to listen to this episode, and I'm sure it's going to be one of the most popular ones. Um, but I'm going to definitely distill kind of a, a few things that you ladies said and give some links, give some tips in our show notes. I really appreciate you both being willing to share, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how this program progresses. You know, I've seen, I know that some in the pilot were like, okay, this is not for me, which is 
which is fine. That's the point of a pilot. And then some of you have really run with it and are exciting others who might want to take the plunge. So thank you both for being here. And um, how can we reach you if we want to reach out on Twitter? I know you're both Twitter fiends. <laughs> so if people want to contact you, how can they do that? Um, I am at Mary, M-E-R-R-Y Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S. The big thing is just to make sure you spell Mary correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and I ha actually have kind of two accounts on Twitter. My personal is at L-M and then my last name, Lougheed, L-O-U-G-H-E-E-D. And then I have my classroom account. So the classroom account is the one you would want to follow to see what we're doing in our classroom. And that one is Lougheeds, L-O-U-G-H-E-E-D-S, Jedis, J-E-E-D-S. D-I-S, Lowheeds Jedis. She's just and, a little bit of a Star Wars nerd, slightly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if I can also interject and, you know, for those people that are on Twitter, um, the Minecraft Twitter account is at PlayCraftLearn. So if you just go and type in Minecraft, it should come up as PlayCraftLearn, but that is the official Minecraft education Twitter account to follow. Absolutely. And I will make sure to link to all of those in the show notes. Thank you again, ladies. I look forward to seeing what happens with this and what happens in your classroom because of it. So have a great day. Alrighty, Thank thanks. you. Did you enjoy the show? Well, there's more where that came from. We have over 20 episodes now posted on your favorite podcast app. And here's where you can help us to reach even a wider audience. If you love the show, especially a specific episode, will you please go leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app? We really appreciate it.